0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell
1: Stewart.
2: Let's continue the conference championship game analysis with Eric at home from Pro Football Weekly. Eric, thanks for taking the time. Are you buying the notion the Jags could have an advantage given Tom Coughlin's head-to-head history with Bill Belichick, or is that more of a media narrative?
0: Yeah, well, he certainly has been the uh, the kryptonite in the past for New England, but. Yeah, and I'm sure Doug Barone will, will, you know, use Tom's knowledge on what's worked against Brady and Belichick in the past. And, you know, and they've gotten him a few times, too, over the years. But, obviously, his history going back to the New York Giants coaching staff all those years ago, it can't hurt, right? I mean, it's, it's at least a resource. But what happened, you know, 12 years ago, 11 years ago, probably has no bearing on what happened uh, What happened Sunday, I, I suspect that, that it may not be more than a point or two uh, in, in terms of preparation. And once the game kicks off, I don't know how much of an advantage it really is.
1: Eric, when you look at this AFC Championship game, what will weigh out the most? Will it be uh, the, the, the pressures of playing in the AFC Championship game? Or will it be mainly the, the stats in which we've seen this Jacksonville Jaguars defense put up when it came to turnovers and actually being able to to, to get touchdowns and how well this offense uh, when it comes to the running game has produced.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm so fascinated to see how this Jaguars team rolls into this game because they've been so confident all year long. And, you know, they, I don't want to say they're immune to pressure. I don't think any team is, you know, but the way that they are boastful and can back it up most of the times. And, and especially on that defensive side of the ball, but also the force with which way they play offensively running the football and, you know, outnumbering you at the point of attack and all that stuff. I I feel like they're gonna come in feeling like they have a great chance to win. And and hey, I don't think they're buying into this Tom Brady hand injury. I'm sure they think it's real, but they know they're gonna get Brady at his most focus. So it's really gonna be about them more than anything else. So this dominant defense has has put up some, some great performances. They've also had last week when they allowed forty two points from five hundred and forty five yards. So I think they know that they can win any kind of game, but they also have to sharpen up a little after uh, getting undressed a little bit in, in Pittsburgh.
2: Eric on Pro Football Weekly, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Let's dig deeper into the future of the Patriots, irrespective of what happens on Sunday with Matt Patricia and Josh McCown expected to take head coaching jobs. Eric, what kind of impact do you think that would have on the Patriots next season?
0: Yeah, I think they've been planning for this for a while, and I think it was almost a surprise to some people that McDaniels didn't take a job last year. You know, he had some opportunities. People wanted to interview him. He passed. I think he felt like, hey, we're going to have an even better team next year. We're going to get Gronk back. We've got Brady still playing at a high level. Uh, And that was a smart move. They're in this position again. It's unbelievable. But I think Bell has known for a while that Josh McDaniels could leave at any point. There had been some chatter, this season, you know, even even mid-season, that maybe Matt Patricia would be the successor to Bill Belichick in New England. But other teams, you know, clearly know about his value too, and it's no surprise that Bob Quinn, a former Patriots front office guy, now running the show in Detroit, would want to get him uh, on board there. So I think the contingency plans are going to be Chad O'Shea calling plays. You know, somebody who's been in the system now for about a decade. He's a wide receiver coach. I think he's well respected on staff. And if Brian Flores, who's the linebacker coach, doesn't take the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job or doesn't get offered it, I, you know, he's the guy. But then what do you do if he's, if he's gone? You have three assistants gone from the staff. Now, it's never happened before, uh, picking head coaching jobs anyway. I wouldn't be shocked if they put in a call to Greg Ciano in Ohio State. I think that could be a name that we have to keep in mind. I wrote about it last week. So they may have to go outside the family whereas they usually produce a lot of home ground coaching talent in the past.
1: We understand Tom Brady has an injured hand and, and mainly his thumb and sound like there's stitches on top of it. Say something happens to Tom Tom Brady because his defense is getting at him pretty good. Do you think the staff, or have you heard about this staff having a tremendous amount of confidence in Brian Hoyer being able to come in and save the day?
0: Well... <laughs> It's hard to say they have the same confidence as Brady, obviously. But. <laughs> Plus, it's
1: Brian Hoyer, Eric, right? The
2: same lot. guy who had four interceptions yeah. in a playoff game for the Texans a few years ago.
0: I, I was at that game. I remember it quite well, yeah. Um, I think they are. They feel good about Brian's ability to pick up a system quickly. He's been there since what, November 2nd or something like that. So I'm sure a lot of the, the language is the same when he was there the first time around, that that Super Bowl season when they lost to the Giants the second time. But, yeah, obviously it's, it's a lot on his plate. I mean, I just don't know. You're already limited because of what Jacksonville's corners can do to you and what that pass rush can do to you. Now you take away Tom Brady. I mean, unless Gronk is just winning every single matchup, I don't know that they could win if, if Brady somehow got knocked out of the game. I really, I really think that would be – then we'd look at that Jimmy Garoppolo trade one more time and say, wow, how much of an effect did this have?
2: Taking you across the league with Eric Ed on Pro Football Weekly. Eric, if the Vikings decide to give Case Keenum real money and opt to keep Teddy Bridgewater as the backup, what do you think the limited free agent market for Sam Bradford would look like considering all of his injuries?
0: Yeah, I think a team like Arizona, which obviously Carson Palmer has gone into retirement and you know, the other guys they have there I don't necessarily believe are going to be options. You know, Stanton, Gabbard, Barkley, those guys. I, I think that's the kind of landing spot you would look to. Um, you know, maybe the New York Jets if they're wanting some veteran stability, if they don't feel like there's an option for them in the draft or if they feel like whoever they draft is still going to be a little of a bit of a project, you know, more of a year two or three guy. Yeah, then then somebody like that makes some sense. I mean, Sam Bradford has made quite a bit of coin in his NFL career. I believe he's the last uh, big money number one overall pick, like the bonuses used to be. But you know, so I don't know that he's going to be so demanding on his price, and I think he realizes there may not be you know more than a couple teams who are really viewing him as a as a starter. So it's tough. I think he'll go. I think he's the most likely of the three to end up elsewhere next year. But then Bridgewater becomes the mystery man. I mean, will he have options? Does he want to stay in Minnesota and fight for his job? There are people there who love him, but he's also got to prove some stuff too, I think.
1: Eric, when you look at this game with with Philadelphia and Minnesota, uh, this would be the second consecutive week. Uh, where the home team and, and the number one seed team uh, is, is, is going into the game, uh, the one to lose. Uh, but does that really matter because you're, you're playing against a team that actually wants to have the opportunity to be the first team in the history of the game to actually put a Super Bowl in their city? Does, so you do, do you think it balances out when it comes to the disrespect for both sides uh, in the sense of what they're trying to accomplish?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, obviously that, that storyline is going to be something else that happens. And just, you know, what what's going to happen to the Super Bowl ticket market and how is that going to affect, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere around the game? It's going to be something to keep an eye on. But we're not there yet, as you pointed out. And, and this Eagles team has felt like, hey, wait a minute, we were in the pole position much of the season. Yes, we lost our starting quarterback, but we had other reasons that got us here. And they survived a pretty – Pretty bad first half against the Falcons. I think they were lucky to be down 10-9 at halftime. They didn't play like a team that was down one point. Um, so I think they feel, on the one hand, disrespected by everybody, making them underdogs at home and all that, and one seed. But on the same uh, side of things, I think Doug Peterson could say, guys, if we play anywhere near as poorly as we did in the first half, especially in the first half last week, and we don't finish drives, you know, two great drives in the second half, six points. I mean, that's, that's, they still left something out there on the field. They know they have a lot of work to do, too, so they can do the kind of whole, hey, look, we're lucky to be here, too. So let's look at it from that perspective as well. I, it's going to be interesting to see, does this team come out fired up, ready to go from the first snap? They didn't appear to be that way last week. They just sort of seemed, you know, hesitant, you know, the fumble early. Just the mistakes, the mental mistakes were, were plentiful last week.
2: Eric, looking for the spectrum of opinion from our guests. Who do you like in each game on Sunday?
0: I have a feeling I'm not going against what other people have picked here. And I, I, I just feel like it may be predictable, it may be chalk, but the Vikings-Patriots thing seems seems pretty... I could feel pretty comfortable making those picks. Could Jacksonville win? Absolutely. You know, I could see a lot of paths to victory. I could see the Eagles defending their home turf and that defense stepping up and the run game contributing and Nick Foles playing like he did in the second half. But I also just feel a little bit better about the, the completeness of both the Vikings and the Patriots as far as the team makeup. I just think they're just slightly better teams on both sides.
2: I'm with you Also, I think it will be the most compelling matchup given Brady going after his sixth ring in the special nature of the Vikings making history playing the Super Bowl at home. Eric, as always, we appreciate the analysis. Enjoy the games, and thanks for joining us again on the NFL on TuneIn.
0: Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it.